It's Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer. We'll go to the hotline and bring on Tony Kinnett, host of the Tony Kinnett Cast weeknights on 93 WIBC at 7 o'clock. Also, investigative reporter for Daily Signal. Uh, I want to start, I want to ask you about the impeachment of uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas. We'll talk all about that and some other stuff happening. But you have a really interesting article up at uh, DailySignal.com about sort of the hypocrisy, the double standard when it comes to Joe Biden's memory loss and this uh, report that came out uh, saying that he wasn't fit to stand trial. Um, Can you expand on that just a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when President Trump was in office and the left was losing their minds over everything that he did, remember, we had a national scandal for like a week because he tweeted the word Kavfefe and people were pointing out, oh, he's insane. He has mental problems. There was a New York Times article that came out and said, oh, he, you know, you don't even need a doctor to say that he's in mental decline. But all of a sudden, Biden has the worst press conference scandal since Bill Clinton. I mean, it is the worst election year scandal for Democrats, I think, in modern history. It's insane. This was the press conference that he held after that report from the special prosecutor came out about the uh, confidential or classified documents and how he mishandled them, but they weren't going to uh, put him on the stand or stay in trial because he was mentally unfit. Right. Her statement that that Biden is guilty, it looks like, but uh, he's really too feeble to stand trial. And so Biden gets in front of the country, is supposed to calm everyone down and instead does the exact opposite in spades. And now the Democrats are saying, well, you know, we, what we really need to do is wait for a real doctor's opinion. And, and none of them can get on the same page, which makes it look worse. And not even White House officials can agree with each other. And even since I posted that article, he's gone in front of the world again. He's like asking God to bless and protect the Speaker of the House. No one knows what's going on. It's it's really bad. And the thing is, Tony, and we talked to Tommy Laren about this yesterday, and I think she makes a great point. I think there's a lot of Democrats who... They were waiting for Joe Biden to make those mistakes in that press conference. They were giving him just enough rope to let him hang himself because they want to bump him off the ticket. Because anybody with common sense, with two cents in their head, had to have known what was coming in that hastily called last-minute press conference with Joe Biden. My, my only pushback on that, and while I really like what Tommy's suggesting, and, and I've thought about this as well, that's not entirely how it works. Biden's missed the, the Democrats have missed the deadline to file somebody else. Um, there is not actually writ policy with the DNC where they can, you know, if there's some kind of serious crisis that happens to a candidate that's not expressly physical, where they can just, you know, switch them out like a Nuno game. So they've again. The, remember, the DNC came out earlier this year and at the end of last year and said we're not even going to talk about holding a primary. It's Biden or bust. And now this is the bed they've made for themselves. The Democrats have been ruling their party by fiat. They screwed over Bernie. They screwed over several other candidates in the last couple of decades. Hillary. Yeah, exactly. And this is now the situation they're in. They can't get rid of Biden because even the most liberal of SCOTUS justices can't rewrite Democrat national convention policy. Well, see, that's the thing. I wanted to talk about the convention here because – 
I got a gut feeling that they will find some way. Now, I don't know what that way is, and you're right. You're 100% right on the policy, but they will find some way to go to this convention, bump Joe Biden off, and bring somebody else in, whether that's Gavin Newsom, whether that's Michelle Obama, whether that's Kamala Harris, I don't know. But I've got faith that they will find some way because they stick together. They don't backstab each other like the Republicans do. They'll find some way. Well, so from what I've heard within a few channels that I can't expressly reveal on the air because without a few friends that are in, let's say, more hostile environments, there is some backstabbing that's going on. Gavin Newsom wants to run, but it would require him to keep Kamala Harris on the ticket. They can't do that because the Constitution states the president and the vice president can't be from the same state, which is why that drama about Trump picking DeSantis as his VP was silly. They can't be on the same ticket, according to the U.S. Constitution. And I'm not talking amendments. I'm talking the very original document. So as far as the infighting goes, they just don't have anybody. Michelle doesn't want it. The Democrat governor from Colorado Polis, maybe Shapiro from Pennsylvania, maybe Shapiro was like Fetterman trying to kind of distance from being too insane and running for the presidency right now. Man, I wouldn't want that job. That's so, all I can say. But I'm just saying, like, what if what if Joe Biden says, hey, look, um, you know, my health is sort of in decline. I'm stepping away. Then they do have to make a decision, right? I mean, in terms of I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. His doctor, the White House doctor, has said he doesn't need to take a cognitive test. Mm. I don't know if you saw that. But if something happens, I mean, do you think anything in terms of Biden's health or him stepping away to be with his family, to concentrate on his health, do you think that's a possibility and then what did the democrats do so we were on a stage together not too long ago in which i said that if i had to make a bet i wasn't being glib i wasn't being funny and we were talking about who ends up on the ticket for 24 i said i do not believe that president biden physically makes it to 24 and i wasn't saying that to be mean or to place a bet on another man's life i mean objectively again as someone who helped take care of a man with dementia who was very dear to me my grandfather yeah he, it, it, I, I just don't see it. To answer your question, Nigel, I don't think that he voluntarily steps down because you heard, you heard him talking to the press. He was like, no, I'm not. I'm fine. And again, that's every single dementia patient, especially men. They get extremely angry and stubborn. And Biden's the president. Who above him is going to tell him to step down? Jesus? Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> there's no one above him. The people that the, are pretending to be Joe Biden, Tony, because we know he's not calling the shots. I don't disagree. I still think it's more likely that every cabinet official is kind of doing what they will other than Obama pulling the strings. But and I I heard this said the other day, Kurt Schlichter from Town Hall said this to me. He's like, even if Obama directly said, Joe, you need to step down. uh, Joe Biden's dementia is not only working against the country, it's also working against, quote unquote, his handlers. Again, remember, he called that insane press conference in the, the night after this disastrous report and then wandered back up to the podium in the middle of it. Biden isn't really listening to almost anyone at this point in the fits of his dementia. And so I think that has to be taken into account. I'm not saying that he can't step down. And if he does, the Democrats are more screwed because they don't have anyone ready. It ain't Pete Buttigieg, that's for sure. They don't have anyone. (laughs) And you know what? We can sit here and talk about how this guy has lost his fastball and he does all these embarrassing things. But after what I witnessed last night in these special elections, 
Joe Biden could still beat Donald Trump because the Democrat machine right now of mail-in voting, ballot harvesting, the places where it's legal, and hell, the places where it's not legal, they've got this thing down to a science. And I don't see that sense of urgency from anybody at the RNC or even Donald Trump. So I think that the the biggest thing that we need to come to grips with with 24 is two things. Number one, Trump needs to shut his mouth. And I say that as someone who is eager to go vote for Trump, not even begrudgingly voting for Trump. Perhaps I, I was in 2020. I think he needs to stop talking and literally just go on stage and point. I don't, and you you can tell that the people that Trump has, like his his uh, individuals representing his foreign policy, et cetera, they get in front of camera and they say great things. Trump needs to focus on just being the guy that goes to the midwestern town, says I'm fighting for you. That guy's a disaster. Pointing to Biden, calls it a day. That's the first lesson. Number two. Oh, my gosh. Can we actually start doing some Republican mail-in voting and ballot harvesting, please? Thank you. Like, seriously, I mean, do you guys want to win or not? I'm so tired of this new. You guys have heard me say it a billion times now. The Newt Gingrich 1992 model where we knock on doors and you knock on enough doors and you'll win the election. That doesn't work. It doesn't. How many times has a salesman or someone shown up to your door and asked you to do something or some restaurant oh. server said, hey, would you leave a survey? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll totally do that. And then you forget about them the second you walk out the door. <laughs> Tony Kinnett from the Tony Kinnett cast and Daily Signal here on the Hammer and Nigel show. The, uh, the House finally uh, accomplished something. They uh, impeached DHS Secretary Mayorkas. I think it was warranted. I think he's bad at his job. I think he lied to mm-hmm. Congress about the secure border. Uh, I like that they did this i think it sends a good message to the country about how bad this guy is but um at the same time house speaker uh mike johnson's hands are tied it's mostly symbolic i don't even think it's they're trying to skirt around a trial in the even going to trial in the senate what do you think about how everything unfolded with this impeachment of mayorkas so first of all, it was a by the skin of the teeth, Yes, which is not Mike Johnson's fault. Everyone thinks, oh, it's Mike Johnson's fault. No, he did not get the majority, the slim majority that he was given in the House of Representatives. That's all Ronna McDaniel, guys. That's just the way it is. But as far as the situation with impeachment goes, I don't think that the goal is actually to get him removed from his position. I said this when I was talking about Mayorkas being the Democrats' albatross. Instead of removing him, what we need to do as Republicans is hold up Mayorkas in front of the country as long as possible and say, here's the little jerk who's causing this entire mess. And the fun part of the impeachment trial, and this is why Democrats are trying to skirt the trial, as you said, Nige, they don't want a months-long, drawn-out trial where the entire country gets to watch Mayorkas make garbage statements in front of a nation who's actually paying attention this time and basically keep the border in everyone's mind all the way up until November. That's the move. What's coming up on your big show tonight? We're actually going to pick apart uh, George Santos because this entire where we have Republican candidates that waltz up and have these fantastical stories, this can't happen. We're actually going to talk about how to marry the moderate Republican voter to the diehard conservatives and populists and libertarians and everybody else who's like way too into politics. Like I, I, I know you got to go, but how big a deal was that that, that George Santos seat flipped from Republican yeah. to Democrat there in New York? Are there really people that are surprised? 
Like, honestly, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't I, I don't know that anyone was surprised. That surprised me to see tweets and articles that were surprised. Seven o'clock tonight. The Tony Kinnett cast right here at 93 WIBC. Tony, thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. We'll be right back.